0: This is News To Go, your daily news podcast featuring news from various news outlets, heard via our Anchor podcast app and playing on iRadio daily until mid-afternoon. Now the news.
1: With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRostrup. Russia says it will institute a ceasefire today to allow refugees to leave a number of areas of Ukraine under attack but gave no indication how long that would last. Meanwhile, both sides are returning to discussions on how to end the conflict. In Moldova this weekend, Secretary of State Antony Blinken said discussions are taking place as to how else NATO might be able to bolster Ukraine's air defense in light of not wanting to institute a no-fly zone. We're looking actively now uh, at the question of uh, airplanes that Poland uh, may provide uh, to, uh, to Ukraine and looking at uh, how we might be able to backfill uh, should Poland decide to produce those, uh, to um, uh, uh, supply those plants. Here at home, Nancy Pelosi says the House is exploring legislation to further isolate Russia from the global economy, including banning the import of oil and energy products into the U.S. Amid rising gasoline prices here at home that are topping the $4 mark near 7 bucks in L.A., the Biden administration has yet to call for an oil import on Russia. Also at uh, SRNNews.com, the White House does believe, though, a diplomatic resolution to the Russian-Ukraine conflict is still possible. Even as Russian forces continue to pummel Ukraine, Press Secretary Jen Saki said President Biden is hopeful that
0: diplomacy will put an end to the violence and bloodshed.
2: President Putin has the ability to de-escalate. We have left the door open uh, for months now.
0: Saki pushed back on GOP Senator Lindsey Graham's call for the Russian people to assassinate Vladimir Putin. She said that is not the position of the United States government. Greg Clugston. Washington.
1: Wall Street's in the red very early this morning. The Dow was down 522 points. The Nasdaq's off by 254. fifty four. S and p 500 is down 71. This is SRN News. A Christian investment expert says a lot of believers are boycotting woke companies while still owning stock in them through their 401k.
3: I think it's even worse if you own shares because then you really are culpable as part owner of that. And what we've done at Timothy is is proven over
4: 28 years, you do not have to own shares of those companies that are out to destroy us.
1: Art Alley says the Timothy plan allows Christians to place their investments with corporations that do not embrace anti Christian ideologies. An organization handling claims on behalf of Jews who suffered under the Nazis says Germany's agreed to pay another two hundred another seven hundred and twenty million dollars to provide supportive services for Holocaust survivors. The New York-based Conference on Jewish Material Claims Against Germany says the money will be distributed to more than three hundred social welfare organizations around the globe. SRN News. Firefighters are battling two massive wildfires in the Florida panhandle, the 8,000-acre Bertha Swamp Road fire and the 1,400-acre Atkins Avenue fire. Correspondent Julie Walker has the latest in this report.
3: The wildfires have forced 600 evacuations, burned down at least two homes, and damaged 12, says Florida Forest Service's
2: Joe Zerchowski. We want to get the residents back in as quickly as possible, but we can only do so when it's safe.
3: And he says there's no timetable over the weekend. Adkins, 35% contained. Bertha, 10%.
2: Things like this can go on for days. Um, A lot of what this is going to take is a lot of hard work on a lot of big bulldozers, but then it's
1: also going to take a lot of rain.
3: He says the weather has not been cooperating. Dry ground and high
1: winds spreading the flames. I'm Julie Walker. Check out more details at srnnews.com. I'm Ron DeRockstra.
2: Your weather forecast: Monday, rain and snow, high near 36. North wind 5 to 10 miles per hour, becoming northwest 10 to 15 miles per hour in the afternoon. Winds could gust as high as 25 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 80 percent. Do snow accumulation of less than a half inch possible. Monday night, a chance of snow showers and freezing rain before 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy, with a low round 25. West wind around 10 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 20 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 30%. Tuesday mostly sunny, with a high near 41. Southwest wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tuesday night mostly clear, with a low round 28. Southwest wind around 5 miles per hour.
0: Welcome to 2022 Talks, where we are following our democracy in historic times.
1: Russia's reckless operation around the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant risked a catastrophe, a nuclear incident.
0: Secretary of State Antony Blinken spoke for many nations when warning about fighting around Ukraine's nuclear plants. Russia seized Europe's largest nuclear power station last week. At an emergency security council meeting Friday, U.N. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield called that, quote, incredibly reckless.
2: And it threatened the safety of civilians across Russia, Ukraine, and Europe.
0: Thomas Greenfield urged Russia to withdraw from the plant, allow medical treatment for injured personnel, and permit full access to the site. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky held a virtual meeting Saturday with 300 members of Congress, as lawmakers consider a White House request for $6.4 billion in aid. A ban on Russian oil imports is on the table. The U.S. may also provide replacements for Polish-Soviet-era fighter jets that nation might send to its neighbor. The House passed a bipartisan resolution of support for Ukraine Friday. Representative Gregory Meeks, a New York Democrat and chair of the Foreign Affairs Committee, introduced the measure.
3: Vladimir Putin has launched an unjustifiable, senseless war on a peaceful, sovereign nation.
0: Reuters reports at least 9,000 people have died from the violence and roughly 1.5 million people have been displaced. As the U.S. considers banning Russian oil imports, AAA reports prices at the pump have hit their highest point in over a decade clocking in at just over $4 a gallon on average. In Wisconsin, the legislature's Republican leadership is asking the U.S. Supreme Court to review that state's redistricting battle. The move comes after the Wisconsin Supreme Court approved a voting map submitted by Democratic Governor Tony Evers. That map would shrink but not eliminate the GOP's control of the legislature. Deborah Cronmiller with the League of Women Voters of Wisconsin says the Evers map is a bittersweet victory, since the state court previously ruled any new map would need to closely adhere to the state's current one.
1: Using the least change approach meant all of us who submitted maps for consideration were kind of boxed into a map that would retain certain amount of partisan gerrymander.
0: According to the Pointer Institute, Wisconsin's current voting lines are some of the most gerrymandered in the nation. They were drawn behind closed doors in 2011 and adopted when the GOP controlled both the legislature and governor's seat. The Florida State Senate has approved a measure establishing a new election crimes agency. According to the New York Times, it would be the first such state agency if approved by the House and Governor Ron DeSantis. According to the Associated Press, vote fraud is extremely rare. The AP confirmed fewer than 500 potential fraud cases out of 25 million ballots cast across six states, not including Florida. I'm Jonah Chester for Pacifica Network and Public News Service. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org.
2: Looking for just that neat item? Can't find it anywhere at the big stores? Well, drop by B4 Retail Discount Store located at 23440 US 33 in Dunlap, south of Elkhart. They have items at reduced prices. Hey, they're on Facebook too. Open Monday through Friday 10am to 6pm and weekends 9am to 6pm. That's B4 Retail Shop here in Dunlap.
4: From Feature Story News in London, I'm Chris Jones. Hearings in the International Court of Justice open on Monday in a case brought by Ukraine against Russia. It marks one of the first in a series of attempts by Kyiv to hold Moscow to account for its actions through international law. Rosie Burchard reports from Brussels.
1: Kyiv is arguing Moscow has used false claims of genocide as a pretext to invade. In the past, Russia has accused Ukraine of discrimination and acts of genocide toward the Russian-speaking minority in the country. Kiev rejects these claims and is asking the United Nations top court to order Moscow to halt its attacks through what is known as provisional measures. These measures are a tool at the court's disposal for emergency situations so it can take action ahead of full legal proceedings. But even if the court rules in Ukraine's favour, it does not have a means of enforcing the measures.
4: The UK has introduced a range of sanctions on Russian banks and oligarchs. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has called for further punishments from the West and to introduce a no-fly zone. UK Foreign Minister James Cleverly has defended not introducing a no-fly zone because doing so would lead to all-out war between NATO and Russia. Vladimir Putin has been desperate to paint this as him defending Russia against NATO aggression. It is a nonsense. Russia was never under threat from NATO. NATO is a purely defensive alliance, and therefore it is incredibly important that we don't play into his narrative by NATO being dragged into this conflict. We are limiting his ability to wage war. The the you know, wars have to be paid for, and the Russian economy is being diminished very, very severely by these sanctions. US Secretary of State Antony Blinken says America is discussing a possible ban on Russian oil imports with its European allies. He also said the United States is in talks with Poland about giving Ukraine Polish military aircraft and hundreds of indian students stuck in the east ukrainian city of sumi are crying for help it's believed to be the largest group of indians still stuck in the war-torn country officials are asking students to be ready to leave at a short notice as ishan gerg reports from new delhi
2: indian officials are stationed in poltava in central ukraine to help evacuation of the students from sumi Those stuck there are now running out of food and water. Embassy staff have asked the students to send them their location over the internet as soon as possible. But with choppy electricity supply and patchy internet connectivity, officials are finding it difficult to coordinate with the students. Just 40 kilometers from the Russian border, Sumi is seeing constant shelling. The students there say they are quickly losing hope and are urging officials to quickly evacuate them from the city.
4: From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN.
2: Hi, I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church. Have you ever gone up to someone and you're concerned about what they're doing or their lifestyle and they throw up this as a block? Only God can judge me. What bothers me when someone says this is that they usually seem the least concerned about that reality, a reality that makes me shudder because it made Jesus shudder. Jesus understood God's judgment and his warning as we read in Psalm 75. Listen to God speak in verses four to six. To the arrogant, I say, boast no more. And to the wicked, do not lift up your horns. Do not lift up your horns against heaven. Do not speak so defiantly. No one from the east or the west or from the desert can exalt themselves. It's an appropriate time to be in book three of the Psalms, Psalm 75 here, because we hear a lot about judgment. And there is so much outrage going on as the events happening in Ukraine, so much evil and wickedness, and you and I are just helplessly sitting here watching it transpire. Psalm 75 is a comfort because here, God pledges to bring the ultimate judgment on all the wicked of the earth. But don't miss out that God is patient He is first warning the wicked not to boast, not to raise up their horns, which is an expression which means don't assert your power in an ungodly fashion, as we're seeing right now in Ukraine. Be warned, because God will judge all peoples. East, west, there is no escape for those who don't repent. And what will that judgment be like? Listen to verse 8. In the hand of the Lord is a cup full of foaming wine mixed with spices, He pours it out, and all the wicked of the earth drink it down to its very dregs. We're told that in God's hand there is a cup full of foaming wine, and when he determines it's time to pour it out, you better not be found in the drink line. God will force all the wicked to drink it down all the way to the dregs. If the thought of that cup does not cause you to shudder, My friend, you have not understood the gospel as well as you should. In Mark 14, 36, at Gethsemane, we hear Jesus say, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Jesus goes to his father, knowing his father can do absolutely anything. He says, Father, remove this cup from me. Jesus is not making a suggestion. Jesus is pleading here. He is staggered by this cup that has now been set before him. It's the cup of judgment we find in Psalm 75, Jeremiah 25, two, and also Isaiah 51. It's a cup of staggering given to the wicked for all their evil deeds. And Jesus looks at its contents and he pleads, Father, please do not make me drink it. You see what's going on here? At this moment at Gethsemane, the hour is near for the one man who loved God with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength, who lived perfectly on God's earth. And he now feels this cup of God's judgment being pressed into his hand. Centuries of evil, the whole harvest of men's sins laid on him. He's about to enter that dark realm from which no man has returned. And perhaps thoughts of Elijah who went straight to heaven or Enoch prompt Jesus to ask, Is there an alternative path? Jesus is staggered. In Luke's Gospel, we read, He agonizes to the point of sweating blood. And Jesus will go back again and again and plead that the Father remove the cup. And insofar as we do not understand Jesus' persistence of this request to his Father, we haven't drunk fully of the grace of the Gospel. We haven't probed what it means for Jesus to recoil at the prospect of drinking this cup. Consider for a moment, the sweetest fellowship, the greatest intimacy you've ever had or can imagine. That moment is not even a drop in the bucket of the ocean of love we see here. Because the Son loves the Father with an everlasting love, and the Father loves the Son, having looked at Him face to face always, never looking away, never not loving. Which is why Jesus comes with full confidence of His Fatherly goodness. Never once since his incarnation has he had a request denied him. And right now his humanity trembles at the thought of becoming unholy. Jesus is not only about to lose the intimacy we never had, he's about to face worse desolation and isolation than we can even fathom. And he trembles as he begins to feel the cup pressed, its contents now seen. Jesus is about to discover what God forsakenness is. Is all about. It would have been crushing to hear the Father say, "No, dear son, there is no other way. You are the only mediator, the only one who can bring salvations to sinners. You must drink the cup down to the dregs, friend. Jesus' plea and the Father's no tell you that you are greatly loved." because Jesus bore all your sins at Calvary the next day. So I pray that we will see that we were there when they crucified our Lord, that we might be better and able to take that in and tremble, 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 that we might be recipients of an eternal weight of joy at such a terrible cost. My friend, remember who you are and who you belong to.
3: Hi, this is John Schaefer with a update on the Ukraine war. Headlines of, as of yesterday, Ukraine, Russia shells Maripo as ceasefire attempts stall. A ceasefire attempt in two Ukrainian cities has collapsed with Russia pushing forward with its military offensive. Meanwhile, Americans are being urged to leave Russia immediately. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky urged Ukrainians to drive Russian troops out of the country. We have to go outside, we have to fight, whether there is an opportunity Zelensky said in a video message. Zelensky added that ordinary unarmed people have opposed Russian units in a number of cities. He said it was important to prevent the establishment of more pro-Russian so-called people's republics on Ukrainian territory, similar to the two currently self-declared in eastern Ukraine. Addressing the people of the Don, Donetsk and Uvansky regions, Zelensky said that if Russians have not erased your memory through propaganda, if your eyes are not closed in fear, fight. Fight for your rights. Fight for your freedom. Fight for Ukraine. Israel plans to set up a field hospital for Ukrainian refugees next week. Tel Aviv's Sheba Medical Center stated, the hospital is expected to set up either in Ukraine or somewhere along its borders. It will have several departments, including an emergency room, according to Sheba Medical Center. Israel has already sent 100 tons of humanitarian relief supplies to Ukrainian refugees. Visa MasterCard suspend international operations in Russia. Credit card companies like Visa and MasterCard separately announced on Saturday that they were suspending their cross-border operations in Russia, effective immediately. Visa will work with its clients and partners within Russia to cease all visa transactions over the coming days. Visa said in a statement adding that cards issued in Russia would not work outside of the country and cards from non-Russian institutions would not work in the country. MasterCard in a statement said that it was also halting operations in Russia. We don't take this decision lightly, MasterCard said, adding that it consulted with customers, partners, and governments. A senior official f- from Doctors Without Borders, MSF, warned on Saturday that the situation in the southwestern Ukraine port city of Mariupol is catastrophic, and it is vital that civilians be evacuated from the city maripol is the donetsk region of ukraine and for years lay immediately west of the line of contact between ukrainian forces and the pro russian separatists the city has only been under siege by russia the city has been under siege by russian forces A Saturday ceasefire that could have established a humanitarian humanitarian corridor has failed to materialize. It is imperative that this humanitarian corridor, which could have been created today, but which has not really been put in place following non-respect of the ceasefire, is put in place very quickly to allow the civilian population, women and children, to get out of the city. Ukraine coordinator Laurent Ligozat told the AFP news agency, Ukraine foreign minister, 10,000 Russian troops killed, hundreds of vehicles destroyed in another headline, Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmitry Kaluba said on Saturday that more than 10,000 Russian troops have been killed in the Ukraine. The same assertion had previously been made by President Vladimir Zelensky. Russia, Russians keep bearing devastating losses on the ground, and I cannot understand how mothers, wives, and daughters of these Russian soldiers bear this pain. See how President Putin sends more and more of their beloved ones to Ukraine, Kaluba said. The Russian military claimed a substantial lower death toll of only 498 on Wednesday. Kaluba also said on a video message released by the Ukrainian government that Russia had lost dozens of aircraft and hundreds of armored vehicles. This is the news update we have at this time. Uh continue to stay uh alert to the news locally. Uh on your Local news stations for more updates on the Ukraine war. Uh, Check out our Facebook page for News Source One Michiana for more updates. Pray for Ukraine. Pray that this war ends. And as always, thank you for listening. This is John Schaefer for News Source One Michiana.
4: This is News Source 1 Michiana. Elkhart South Bend.